Welcome to the Wake the Giant broadcast. I'm your host, Alan Garrett. I have with me Daniel Burton from Sent as One Ministries. This is part three of Prayer Ministry Tips, how to pray for people effectively in a ministry setting. Here's another one. Gifting is not the same thing as maturity. And this one, I'm telling you, uh, uh, people scripturally will argue with you over this, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, I've seen it enough to know that gifting is not the same thing as maturity. And you can think of probably Mm -hmm. some people, I could mention their names, but I won't, who have moved in a lot of power and they they lacked maturity and so their ministry crumbled. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, at the, the church we planted in Florida, there was a young woman who started coming to my home group. She was a stripper, okay? She stopped stripping, which was good, and That's she good. started a job as uh, a fitness instructor but she was still living with her boyfriend. So we're in the process of getting this person saved and cleaned up, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm in church, and she gets a word of knowledge. She looks over at this pastor. They were the pastors of the Miami Vineyard, and she said, are they having trouble getting pregnant? And, and I was going, well, I knew that. I knew that they were having trouble getting pregnant because they were friends of mine, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to ruin it for her. So I said, well, let's, let's go ask, you know? And so I'm... I'm I'm walking her over there, and then we both prayed together, and they ended up having a kid after that. They got oh, pregnant no. within a month and had a baby. So um, there you have uh, somebody who's, who's very immature, not perfectly cleaned up, and they heard from the Lord, and a miracle happened. Now, I'm not going to put that person in necessarily a pos- position of ministry while they're living mm-hmm. with their boyfriend. you know. But on the other hand, God can use a donkey in the Old Testament. Uh-huh. He can use a donkey, and he can use a brand new Christian walking out, getting their life cleaned up, and learning how to repent. You know that does just because you see a miracle or you see a track record doesn't mean that somebody is walking in the full fruit of what they should be in their character. Yeah. Yeah. So gifting is not the same thing as anointing, and just because you get gifted and you see something happen. It might be because God really wants to bless them. It ha- might not ha- have anything to do with your maturity because God healed that person. It might be because God just decided he loves that person and I'm just going to use you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's, and that's key. You know, even some of the most tremendous miracles we saw on the streets in Sacramento were, in, mm-hmm. were where, when I was in, not, not that my maturity was lacking, but my mood, my emotion was horrible. It was hot. It was 100 mm-hmm. degrees. I remember this. We were we were going to the Safeway um, on Folsom Boulevard in mm-hmm. Rancho Cordova. And, and Chris, we walk in. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, let's get the food. Let's get out of here. Back to the air-conditioned house. Netflix. <laughs> day off. Right? That's that, I'm being honest. Yeah. Christina, is, her heart goes in this direction. She walks towards this lady who's crying. And I walk back and I'm annoyed. I'll be, I'm just being honest with you guys on the broadcast. I'm annoyed. And so I come back, but I in, in she's, I'm hearing her say, yeah, I haven't slept for three days. I had back surgery and I get a word and I just said, you were born with scoliosis. And she's like, yeah, I was. I didn't even tell her what I was going to do. I walked her over to the cafe area, sat her in mm-hmm. a chair. This is obviously way pre-COVID days. And her <laughs> right leg was shorter than her left. And I commanded her leg to grow out. The leg comes out. She stands up, bends over. All the pain's gone. Awesome. Right? I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I just want to go do the shopping. But what his love and his kindness for that woman was being displayed through a willing mm-hmm. vessel, not necessarily a vessel that was in the right place. 
Why? Because I, I wasn't, I was, what fruit of the spirit was I demonstrating? I was not. I was hungry and tired and sweaty. So it's so like you're saying, like mm-hmm. gifting is not the same thing as maturity. That's why, you know, a year and a half mm-hmm. walking with the Lord before they're released to pray. Character matters to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, strength, inward strength matters to the Lord because look, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I want to say it's probably maybe in Timothy where it says that, you know, a recent, an elder shouldn't be a recent convert. Otherwise mm-hmm. they will fall under the same snare as the enemy, which was pride, you know, and that, that dynamic is mm-hmm. so important where it's like, look, yes, you can move in a gift. The gifts are available, but a gift grows according to Hebrews five through reason of use, not through maturity of character. Mm. Yeah. And so that's a, it's a big key. Someone can grow really well in mm-hmm. their gifting, but that doesn't mean that they're as mature as the gift. Think of Jonah. I mean, he his character was not right. I want those guys to burn. He didn't say that, but you know, he didn't want to go there. You know, he he, he, he was pretty much saying that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm paraphrasing or or you know yeah. summarizing his heart, but he uh, he didn't like the those guys, right? So, but the Lord said, "Go," and the whole city repents. That's pretty amazing. I mean, that's amazing mm-hmm. fruit. But his character wasn't in the right place. But God said, "Go anyway." Mm-hmm. Um. Nine, we kind of went over. Um, do things in an orderly manner. Just because you have a word doesn't yep. mean it's time that you, you have to give it. Um, and I think that I, I have a verse there, 1 Corinthians 14, 31 through 32. It's been a while since I looked mm-hmm. at this, so I'm not sure what that is. But it's probably something like uh, do all things decently in an orderly manner. Now, um, mm-hmm. God's definition of order sometimes is different from ours. Sometimes it can get Or decent. Yeah. What? <laughs> or decent? Yeah. Or decently? Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the important important thing is is you want to do it. Um, there should be a, some. There should be a flow timing. Yeah. You know, it should make sense of what the Holy Spirit's doing. Um, number ten: learn from more experienced people. Okay, that's a good yep. one. Okay, so um, pick pick the person with the most fruit, and and put your cart behind that one. Okay, mm-hmm. so find people who are good at doing certain things and, and ask them questions. Watch what they're doing. I remember uh, in the early vineyard, I would follow people around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jack would have a line of people. Jack Little would have a line of people like 20 long at a conference wanting to ask him questions. So I would just sit on the stage and listen to all their questions. You know, so sometimes it's just, um, you know, uh, praying with people. Um, mm-hmm. who, who have some degree of effectiveness. Sometimes you catch things. Things are, mm-hmm. are, are, are caught. Teaching, um, uh, Jesus cast a demon out of people, out of somebody in the, in the New Testament, and it said they were all amazed at this new teaching. Okay, he, didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't stand up and go, this is point one, two, three, and four of how you get out a demon. He just did it, mm-hmm. and that was teaching. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So sometimes there's that practical discipleship of praying with people in teams and listening and watching effective prayer. You pick things up and things are imparted through ministering together. Yeah. Power of proximity. Mm-hmm. Power of proximity. That's a, that is a good phrase. Um, I, it's funny. I prayed more. I prayed for a lot of people over the years in the vineyard, saw some healing. But I will tell you that I saw more miraculous healing at Jesus culture, and that's stayed with mm-hmm. me since then. Mm-hmm. So it's, there was something that was imparted to me there 
that that mm-hmm. wasn't imparted to me in the early vineyard. I learned so more from, it's a proximity I, thing. Yeah, I learned more from praying on the streets. Yeah. Um, then you know that was my that was mm. God, if you will, but I actually watched learned how to pray for the sick through watching um there was the first odd film darren wilson and it Mm -hmm. was actually jason westerfield when he was on the harvard campus Mm -hmm. up here in massachusetts and he was for a guy's knee and i watched the way that he prayed Mm -hmm. he put his hand there he spoke to it and so what i did was i imitate what i I imitated what i saw Mm -hmm. and i started to see results Mm -hmm. i started to see you put your hand there you speak to it you know it was it was somebody Mm -hmm. who was seeing the fruit and me gleaning from them and going Mm -hmm. okay they're seeing the fruit and this is how they're seeing the fruit. So I'm going to do the same thing. There, there's something that's that's really, I think, important about praying in authority, and and speaking to the condition. You don't have to do that every mm-hmm. way every time. I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that. But um, in the early vineyard, we uh, we learned that the Holy Spirit, when He came into the room, you invite His presence, and He would do things. So we would often pray for people, Holy Spirit. We'd say something like, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to minister to them. Nothing wrong with that prayer, okay? Mm-hmm. God still uses it today. <clears throat> but um, I, I saw healing happen more frequently when I decided to walk in authority and in position. So I realized mm-hmm. that when I believed God's character, that he wants to heal sick people, and that that, is, that, that sickness it's something that is foreign to the kingdom of God. And I started to pray with authority, and I spoke to that thing like Jesus did. And I, I would say, ankle, be healed in Jesus' name. And, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't stop. I, I, would, I would try it more than once. And um, at the same time, you're listening to you know why it might be there. You're doing the five-step stuff. All those kinds of things are important. <clears throat> but when you walk in authority... And you and you believe God that God is good and believe His character that 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 sickness should not the sickness needs to bow to the cross, mm-hmm. sickness must bow to the cross. When you pray with that attitude, and and mercy and compassion at the same time for the person, you see more happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something I picked up anyway from over the last ten years. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so that, I guess point 11 is, yeah, I know your authority. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus called them to himself and he gave them authority, exousia, authority, jurisdiction, mm-hmm. um, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I, I have down here, I have put in my notes tank analogy. So what I mean by that is, is like you have somebody on a military base. Okay. They don't physically like this tank comes up and they might be one of the MP guys, they can stop the tank. They'll just put up their hand like this. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. they believe they have the authority and they, but that tank is actually uh, bigger than they are. It's delegated authority. You know, that Mm -hmm. tank could, that tank could run them over easily, but why are they, why do they have the authority? Because their military base has given them authority as an MP to stop that Mm -hmm. tank. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So mm-hmm. we're kind of like that. You know, we, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord has given us authority and, and, and can we really make that sickness go in and in, in of ourselves? No, but Jesus is, he, he has given us authority. So mm-hmm. we step into that authority and we tell mm-hmm. that thing what to do. We tell the tank to stop. We tell that sickness, go, you don't belong here. Yeah. Stop harassing that person. 
uh, back be straightened. I see in the name of Jesus. And, and I'll take multiple swings. I remember seeing a, on YouTube a video of this woman, a Chinese woman in a house church praying for a blind eye that opened. And I'm telling you, this lady was hilarious. She just like, she had the person's head right here. She's praying for that eye and she's going, see, 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 see. I think she said it 50 times. Wow. I'm not kidding. Maybe 50 times. And then she had that guy close his eyes and she prayed. And then all of a sudden he could see. This woman was like a pit bull. She was not going mm. <laughs> to, she just believed God wanted to heal this person. She was not going to stop. And, you know, sometimes you have to respect the person if they want you to stop praying. But, um, of course, you know, and, and sometimes you, you can't pray all night long, but there is something to tenacity. Mm-hmm. There's something to, and that, go ahead. That's key. That's key. No, I'm glad you brought that up. The authority thing is really interesting because when the centurion said, I myself am a man under authority, therefore I mm-hmm. say to this one, go and he goes. Jesus' response to that was, I have not seen such great faith in all of Israel. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the authority that the centurion was actually demonstrating was because I am mm-hmm. under authority, I have authority. Because I'm submitted to authority, therefore mm-hmm. I express authority. Because we, we actually misquote, we say, you know, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. But we're missing this key. Submit to God, resist mm-hmm. the devil, and he'll flee from you. What? Yeah. You only have authority to the degree that you're submitted to his authority. Yep. And that is the authority principle of the kingdom. Those yeah. two things are that is the authority principle. It, it, it's huge that we get that because yeah. some of us, you know, the believer's authority in and of itself is not the same as his authority. Yeah. And so it's, it's learning. It's back to that utter dependency. It's, it's the authority principle in the kingdom is I only have the authority to the degree that I'm submitted to. And that's his authority being expressed in and through me because I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, we'll talk about, we have authority, but we misunderstand that that authority is actually given through yieldedness and not through, you know, in and of myself. And that, that in and of itself is huge because I'm watching people like you've got here, zeal and authority, not the same thing. I've, I've got a lot of people making zealous statements as if they're authoritative, mm-hmm. but true authority doesn't need to be loud. It can be whispered and have the same effect. Yep. You can be, I, I've seen people yell at demons and nothing happens. They just laugh at them, mm-hmm. you know, but um, you can whisper and it's just as powerful. Yep. And I've had, you know, we've had a number of, uh, uh, demonic manifestations in our in our meetings where where it's it often happens when the Holy Spirit moves it's like it's like a weather front comes in and it mm-hmm. stirs things up and whatever's there um, gets nervous and and feels mm-hmm. uncomfortable because of the presence of the Holy Spirit and so they manifest sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes the Holy Spirit forces them to manifest because it's, it's a sign that the kingdom of God the weather front is moving in the kingdom of God is mm-hmm. coming in and I, I actually get encouraged when I see things like that happen because there are people probably that have some kind of a demonic attachment in most church meetings if you have like a hundred people mm-hmm. I would bet there's somebody in that in that meeting that has some kind well, guaranteed. of some type of some type of a demonic attachment, or however you want to describe mm-hmm. it, because people think in terms of possession, and that's a whole new new teaching. But I don't necessarily like the term possession because I don't think it's biblical. I think it's more harassed. Well, the Greek bothered. word actually means to be put under. It's mm-hmm. it's you know Derek Prince did a brilliant book on this called "They Shall Expel Demons." Yep. And the actual word that's used um, means to be oppressed and under, not possessed. Yeah. So, um, 
that's it. Uh, so I can't remember how I was going to. So, um, well, how was I getting on that? <laughs> no. We were talking uh, about authority. We were authority. talking about speaking with authority. I mean, mm-hmm. it's interesting because yeah, so you, you, you bring this. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's. Um, so yeah, so I was just—I think I was just telling stories. So we—I've um, yeah. had people hopping around my living room floor like a frog, mm-hmm. and there was one kid we we had to pray through some things and get rid of some things. Um, I remember one meeting, uh, we were uh, from my friend Marco Triano was leading worship. Um, he's a, a pastor guy that's living in um, in Sacramento area right now, but um, mm-hmm. it was it was a fairly large group at the time. We had like forty people plus kids showing up at our, our house. And, and so Marco's leading worship and uh, it's just like that thickness of the Holy Spirit comes in the room. Mm. And so something manifests and gets outed and this woman starts screaming. She's going, she's going rah, 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 kind of growling and stuff. And then, and then she would mm-hmm. go, help me, help me, help me mixed with more growling. And so it was mm-hmm. ob- an obvious demonic manifestation. Even your people that don't believe in demons that much would go, okay, that's, that's not... <laughs> There's something yeah. there, you know. Um, my kids said they they felt the atmosphere change when that happened, and um, mm-hmm. so we had people ch- jumping up and shouting and out in the name of Jesus and all this stuff. So what we did is is we separated that person from the chaos, and my wife and some of the women took her upstairs and prayed for her. And there was a a period we had to set some ministry times, and the person was into I think Santeria. Is there their religion? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so there were some occult practices there um, in the person's past. We would pray for the person. The demons would speak through her. I remember them saying things like, we are here because of the blood of rats. Okay. There's a clue there, you know, because there was some kind of a sacrifice or something the person had participated in or was done to them that needed Mm -hmm. to be broken. So we had to take that person through a series of, of things. But I'm always encouraged if something manifests, because that means it's time for it to go. Yeah. You know, they like they like to put on a show, but if the Holy Spirit is entering the room, there's power mm-hmm. in the room, and something manifests. In my opinion, uh, that's an encouraging sign because that means that the Holy Spirit—it's a sign of the kingdom. That means, yeah, you know, and and you can take authority. Those things don't have to show off. You can say, okay, you need to stop putting on a show. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting. We were yeah. in Uganda. We were, we were um, preaching in a slum church in a place called mm-hmm. Namatala. And I was teaching on healing and we're demonstrating had a young boy come up, pray for a lady with Mm a um, hernia, hernia gets healed, you know, and then we have this ministry time. And so there's me and this young guy, Mark, this young British guy, 19 year old and Christina. And uh, we're praying, we're all praying for these nine to 10 year olds who all Mm -hmm. have sore throats, right? And so I'm praying for this girl and because I'm watching over my team, I don't realize that my girl's gone out in the power. So I'm basically holding her up by her neck. I'm like, oh, so I kind of lay her down. Once again, it's always good uh-huh. to pray with your eyes open. I watch Christina put her girl down, but then all of a sudden she starts manifesting a demon. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go get in the middle of that. And then I look down and then all of a sudden my girl's manifesting a demon. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay, i got two of these firing at once. Okay, what are uh-huh. we going to do? So the pastors took the girls up the back. Now, they took the little girl from Christina and, I mean, they're grabbing her by the head and shouting at her and uh, like yeah. – and but I've but I've got this young girl over here, right? Now catch this, right? What happened first? They got hit by the power of the Holy Spirit. They went out in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Then they manifested. They weren't manifesting to put on a show. They were manifesting because the Holy Spirit had exposed yep. them. His yep. power had come. So I'm up the back, and I've got this girl and this one this one lady who's been assigned to me 
right? She goes, every time she goes to put her hand on the girl's leg, the demon starts to kick back. And I looked mm. at her and said, no, don't. And all I did was I put my hand on the little girl's head and just said, the father loves you. The father mm. loves you. Why? Because deliverance was already happening. Yeah. I didn't have to exercise authority. The Holy Spirit has, has exercised mm. authority. This little girl gets up, set free. The other little girl gets up mm. and looks like she's just been through a war zone. You, you don't, you've got to just, there's a big difference, you know? I mean, I had yeah. a, I had a guy manifesting a demon in another meeting um, that I was with, with a friend of mine. And I, my friend had uh, prayed for him. The guy went down, he'd cast out a couple of demons that turned around to me and said, Hey, can you finish this up? And I'm like, sure. So I've got this guy on the ground and everybody and his cousin is coming around trying to cast this, this, this out of this poor guy. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's rolling around on the ground. And I'm just saying love. And this demon is spitting back at me going, hate, hate. And I'm like, okay. So I had to, I had to, I had to no lean love. into the Holy Spirit, right? No, seriously. And like, uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, I, I spoke to the demon and said, no, I want Heath back. And Heath would come back and, and then all of a yep. sudden he'd disappear again, right? And I'm like, okay, so I'm leaning back into the Holy Spirit. And so I'm remembering a testimony of my mother's, mm-hmm. right? So up in her early, she'd been a Christian for like two years. This woman who had been involved in witchcraft went forward began to manifest a demon, her back arced like a cat mm-hmm. and her eyes turned white and all these guys in fear are trying to restrain her, but the compassion of God fell on my mother mm-hmm. and she walked up and just put her hand on the lady's back and this demon turned around and said, who's touching me? And she just said, I am. And the, the woman fell to the ground, completely set free, yeah. right? And the lady said afterwards, when I looked into your eyes, I saw the love of God and it set me free. Yeah. And so I'm on the ground with this guy spitting and hissing, saying, hate, hate, hate. And this, the Holy Spirit uh-huh. brings this to remembrance. So you know what I did, Alan? I spoke to that demon and said, look into my eyes. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Heath, he, his voice comes back. He says, hey, I'm getting set free. I'm getting set free. Uh-huh. And so he got set free from that demon. Yeah. We need to learn how to move in these things. So many times mm. we back down. You know, we back down, we don't, we don't move in the power. And I think we're going to enter a season soon where we're, where the church is going to start moving more in this kind of power. And I'm telling you, yeah, it needs to happen sometimes in public. I remember, um, uh, we did a pastor's conference in, uh, in the central coast. And this one person in a, in a meeting started manifesting a demon. They're screaming. It was in a public place. It was in a in a hotel, people were running into the room going, what's going on? You know? And I love it. I love it when the, when it happens in a public place, because people are forced to go, this is real. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when it happens in, in sometimes Jesus didn't, Jesus ministered things in public, like demons were outed in public. Yeah. Now I, I want to respect people's d- uh, dignity and I'll, I, I will take people to avoid a crowd or those kinds of things in a back room. I'm not saying don't, don't respect people, but if it happens in public, it, it happens in public. I'm not going to apologize for the ministry of Jesus. Oh, I mean, no. I, Alan, we were in we were in um, Switzerland at mm-hmm. the largest youth Christian gathering. I was with mm-hmm. my friend Ben, and we were there as a team. And Chris Andrew and I left the room for a minute. He was doing a breakout session. Now, this is kind of like an ecumenical gathering where mm-hmm. they didn't want him to talk about speaking in tongues from the pulpit. But in his breakout session, he started to talk about a lifestyle, the miraculous. All he did was invite the Holy Spirit. We come in and I can hear a demon manifesting. People are leaving offended. Chaos is breaking out. The Holy Spirit has shown up. And then people, I mean, the interpreter is drunk in the spirit, laughing his head off. <laughs> Over here, these people are offended mm-hmm. leaving. And Ben comes in. He's like, oh, good, you guys are here. Can you start praying for people? We're like, okay. So Christina goes to continue to minister to the girl that's manifesting the demon. Mm-hmm. 
you know, people are getting healed, just fun stuff, right? And we leave afterwards and this guy signals to me and goes, hey, hey. And I'm like, I don't know this guy from a bar of soap. So I'm like, mm-hmm. he can't be talking to me. He's like, hey, hey, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. He's like, that girl that with the demon, he's like, I've been having sex with her. And the anointing shifted in me. I could, mm-hmm. my spirit man changed. I said, we're going to deal with that. And so I began to, I said, I said, don't be afraid of that. I said, we have a big God and a little devil, right? And so I began to pray for him and my language shifted because I could feel the anointing shift. And I began to speak to this demon and these are not words that I would use. Mm. I spoke to this demon and said, you will smell the blood of Jesus. Mm. And this guy shakes and then begins to convulse. And then after, I don't know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, looks at me, stop. Demon's completely gone. I said, see, big God little devil. And then we just began to address, but yeah. Alan, that's right in the middle of a convention center. That's actually yeah. out in public. It's not in a room. Like this yeah. is where the anointing Holy Spirit's like, yeah, we're going to set him free. Yeah. Um, you, you're illustrating my point of sometimes decent in, in, decently and in order is not necessarily our definition of decently and in order. Yeah. It just sometimes you have to go with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and uh, I, sometimes I miss the, the mess of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, I love oh, it when yeah. he's actually uh, creating a God mess, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So we hit, uh, we hit 11 was know your authority. Um, 12 was pray with uh, faith and expectation. The effective, yep. fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Um, uh, if the word there is ener- ener- its root is energeo, energy. Yeah. Okay. To be active, to be effective. Um, avoid explaining begging prayers. So you don't need mm-hmm. to explain things to God. He already knows. Avoid begging. Lord, this person is really good, so please heal them. You know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Are, uh, I don't think those are necessarily helpful. Uh, avoid prayers. If it be your will, Lord, heal them. No, assume mm-hmm. it's his will. Yeah. You know, I would say generally my default is to assume it's his will. It's God's character mm-hmm. that he wants to heal. And you and we need to move out of that um, willing seller, willing buyer. A friend of mine used to say. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, God wants to heal. So we need to believe that uh, that He loves His bridegroom and He wants to see them free. Yeah. Um, or the bri- bride. He leaves. Love, sorry. He the bridegroom loves his bride and wants to of see the her bride. Free. That's a better yeah. way to say it. Sorry. Um, and then we talked about don't not need to be loud. Um, um, intercession is not the main focus. That's my point number thirteen. So sometimes people, yeah. when they pray for somebody, they confuse a time of intercession with a time mm-hmm. of ministry. Now, intercession is something I do at home, you know, or, or, or you can do it with a group of people. There are different ways to do intercession, but um, like you intercede, you intercede for the nation. Lord, come heal our nation, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you're asking the Lord to do something. When you're praying for somebody, you're, you're praying for effect right then. Mm-hmm. It's not a someday thing. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, um, it's more of a more um you're you're asking the lord to move right then if he speaks something you pray a pair of command you can invite his presence to move right there you can bless all those different mm-hmm. things you you were looking for effective ministry you're not saying lord would you come and, and, and heal their leg and just leave it at that okay we prayed yeah jesus didn't say pray for the sick he said heal the sick mm-hmm. that's the command Heal the sick, not pray for the sick. So we're supposed to go in with that that um, that mentality. No, I, I think the Lord wants to heal somebody. He commanded me to heal the sick, not just pray for them. So, yeah. just um, intercession is not the main focus. Not saying you can't intercede, but it's not the main focus of ministry prayer. 
Yeah, and that comes back to decency and in order, the appropriate mm-hmm. time, the appropriate place. Yeah, if someone needs a healing need, you don't need to start going into intercession about governmental matters. Mm-hmm. Just just pray for the need that's in front of you. Yep. Don't turn. Also, this is my next point. Don't turn the prayer time into a counseling session. Yeah, you might have to stop people if God's not doing what He's doing ministerially to that person. You might have to go. Okay, you know, counsel is great, but let's wait till that. Wait till the end. Okay. Yeah. Instruction um, is is best at the end. You know, Jesus yeah. uh, would after the person was healed, he said, "Go and sin no more." Yeah. If you tell them to go and sin no more before they heal, they might go and sin no more, but they're not going to be healed. Yeah. So you need to you need to do the ministry, then you do the the post counseling that kind of stuff. Then yeah. you do then you might if there's a little bit of teaching, you need to pull out the Bible. Go, hey, you know what? Read First John. First John's going to minister to you, you know, and, and keep it maybe fairly short, but it's not a teaching time. It's not an intercession time. It's a, it's a ministry time. You're praying for effect for the Lord to minister right then to see something happen. Yeah, that's just solid. Yeah. Um, point 15. And, and is even, re- even, even, even the counseling thing, you know, step five in the five step prayer model is to anchor people back to the word. Even if you don't see what you ought to see in the moment, right? It's not a moment for count. It's not about counseling. It's like, look, look, point them back to the reality of where their hope is anchored, that this was paid for 2000 years ago. Just because we haven't seen anything in the moment right now, look, this was mm-hmm. paid for 2000 years ago. Let them, let, let them build on the bedrock of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we, we do, I mean, our, you know, you and I both have had experience when we were at Jesus culture, where we had people in our teams mm-hmm. that were counseling instead of praying. And it's like, look, that's not the time or the place. You know, mm-hmm. it's let the Holy Spirit do the ministry, pray. This is what mm-hmm. we're here for. If counseling is needed, right? Like you said, do it at the end, but it doesn't need to be a 45-minute counseling session because we unfortunately do have mm-hmm. people who come into ministry settings wanting counseling and they will. They will take everything that you give them and mm-hmm. you need, sometimes it feels like it's not loving, it's not compassionate, but it's like, look, we're, you know, I remember when we would be both up the back of um, the Folsom Auditorium up in the corner and you've got a line of 25, 30 people who are coming forward for prayer and you've got this one person that wants to tell you about everything that's happened Mm -hmm. this week. I'm like, no, no, what? It's it's okay to lovingly direct people. What do you actually (laughs) need? We don't need a counseling session. Like, hey, hey, do you want to have a cup of coffee afterwards and we can talk about some stuff? But right now I'm here to serve the needs of the people that are here. It it just, it's just... Stay on target. it's practical stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking of that. Uh, uh, what is it? The Star Wars thing. Stay on target. Stay on yep. target. One hundred percent. I would also say uh, avoid pat answers. Sometimes people yeah. give pat answers in their things, things that that they've heard from other people. Sometimes you can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can. Uh, um, we're uh, uh, we're knowledge brokers. A broker mm-hmm. is somebody that sells something they don't own, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we we go, okay, read this book, or try this, or try that, mm-hmm. and we really don't own it. We're knowledge mm-hmm. brokers. This has mm-hmm. worked for somebody else, but what we really need mm-hmm. to do is get our fresh manna from the Holy Spirit and speak that. Yeah. Does it make sense? So uh, Pat answers, sometimes you, people read principle, they've been through I've seen a number of people. There's, my I took my wife up to emerge somewhere, and the person there was one person praying for her about being sick, and she just 
she had, you could tell she'd been through a ministry school and she had been she was giving my wife the you know I'm going no just just pray for the sickness so avoid your pat answers avoid your mm-hmm. you know sometimes uh, teaching is good you know on, on methods but sometimes you're trying to apply a methods when you really just need to hear the Lord you know and yeah. and 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 speak it like even like the like you've taught through the five step model I'll teach through the five step model again it's a great model. But yeah, when the Lord speaks, sometimes it becomes a, a one-step or a two-step. You know what I mean? Because the Lord, I mean, it, you have those principles and things you fall back on, but sometimes the Lord says, nah, I'm going to shift you. Okay? And so you have to be able to shift with the Holy Spirit and, and to be effective and, and, and do what he's doing right then. Yeah. Um, respect people's dignity. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask permission to pray. Some people are not comfortable with you laying hands on them. And mm-hmm. we need to respect that. You know, sometimes uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit will violate people's dignity, you know, because mm-hmm. he cares, uh, um, you know, he's, he's going to do what he do, does. But um, mm-hmm. generally, I want to respect people, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I want to pray with respect, especially when you're talking about things like demonization. And there's some mm-hmm. weird stuff that Christians do around demonization. They shout, they smack people in the head, <laughs> they do all kinds of interesting things that are not in the Bible, and uh, they don't really <sighs> show the person dignity. So, really, uh, and I love that you're bringing dignity out, Alan, yeah. because it's it, that that and you, the, the fact that you just connected to demonization. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, you know, we 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 have we were having a service um, when I was still on staff at Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and a family had their young special needs child that they brought with mm-hmm. them, and he unfortunately would react to be over overstimulated, mm-hmm. and so we had there was I, I went point. up, you know, I'm I'm part I'm part of the the you know I'm part of the staff. There was 20 people, and this kid is mm-hmm. freaking out, not manifesting a demon. Was there a demonic? issue there that needed a hundred percent right but was that the issue that was presenting right now no, no. what was yeah. presenting is this poor child not being loved not being not actually had been shown dignity mm-hmm. and i had i actually broke the whole thing up i said all right you guys are done knock it off and pushed away good and i was so I was so mad that this child wasn't being look mm-hmm. we can love people where they're at even mm-hmm. if they do have a demonic issue and mm-hmm. and still content for their breakthrough, particularly when you've got mm-hmm. families who have children with special needs and they're asking for prayer for their children. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it, it's you can still love somebody, meet them where they're mm-hmm. at, and uh, still contend for their breakthrough. So much so that I actually had um, after everything was finished and I was out doing something else, one of the family friends actually came up and said, "Thank you so much for doing that." You know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, look, it, those little things. You know, Jesus was moved with compassion. And he said, a smoldering wick I will not snuff out and a mm-hmm. bruised reed I will not break. And that that right yeah. there is the dignity thing, you know, how yeah. to pray for people, ask permission. You've got, you know, be cautious where you lay your hand, lay on hands. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to lay hands where the pain is. All yep, you need you is don't. a point of contact and then you don't even need a point of contact. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had, a ha- I've shared this with you, I've had a handful of times where I felt the Lord didn't even want me to lay hands on somebody. And they'd come forward with prayer, yeah. and I felt the Lord saying, "No, no, I want to touch them." And so I just wait and go, "Okay," you know. Yeah. Particularly, we were it's we were at a small house. Well, we had a small house church setting mm-hmm. that we're at, and this girl had an issue with her foot. And I said, "Okay," and I felt impressed by the Lord. I said to her, "I said, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lay hands on you. I said, you just tell me when the heat 
starts and when it finishes. And she's like, oh, my foot got hot. And I'm like, okay, then tell me when it's done. Mm. And then it was done. And so I said, okay, move your foot. And she was completely healed. You, you know, like, you know, laying on of hands was the primary way that Jesus saw people healed. Mm-hmm. But it's not the only way. And like you yep. said, respect people's dignity, respect personal boundaries, right? You know, I, being in ministry, I've had people not respect my boundaries. I'm not a close talker, okay? Mm-hmm. I know how to read where people are comfortable. I've had people come so close to me that I've, where I was at, <laughs> at Harvest Chapel, we had steps leading up to the stage. I was on two or three steps on my knee to be able to just try to get some space because they were like right up in my biz, <laughs> you know, and I'm, yeah. and I'm not the one getting ministry. They're coming forward for prayer, but you can still love people where they're at, but honor mm-hmm. them. Ask, hey, is it okay if I put my hand on your shoulder? Like yeah. there's, there is practical, you know, the, the, the prayer ministry, it's the supernatural meeting the practical. Mm-hmm. It's not, not everything needs to be completely mm-hmm. unpractical and unattainable. No, no, there, there's practical ways that we can love people that are in front yeah. of us and, and be honoring about how we do it. Yeah. Honor. Um, it's interesting that the, the love chapter mm-hmm. is smack dab in the middle of two chapters on, on, on gifts and mm-hmm. actually misuse of gifts. Mm-hmm. He's addressing a lot of misuse of gifts there. So there can be yeah. misuse, misuse of gifts just because they're not used properly. Doesn't mean gifts are not valid. It means we need yeah. to learn how to do them better. We need to learn how to operate in them better. And he wouldn't put a, a a whole passage on love in the middle of that if things weren't messy and we weren't going to have to learn how to love each other. So that's why the love chapter yeah. is smack in the dab, dab in the middle of two chapters on spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, 16, avoid uh, private one-on-one ministry with members of the opposite sex. I think that's valuable. Um, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of people that have fallen in those areas. Weird things can happen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I read a, a book. There's three books uh, where Lonnie, Lonnie Frisbee talks about his um, his uh, uh, his his you know his ministry, and he was on in a counseling session once with somebody, and the lady lifted up her shirt. And did something really suggestive. I don't know what the deal was. So he walked out of the room and told somebody else. I can't remember what what the, I mean, uh, thing mm-hmm. is. But people, weird things can happen, you know, mm-hmm. um, in in situations. So it's it, there's protection in 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 uh, in numbers one or two. People can yeah. accuse you of things that you didn't do. You know, mm-hmm. they can be mad at you and accuse you of things. I mean, as a teacher, I'm a teacher, and I have had kids before. Uh, say, if you don't do this for me, I'm going to tell people that you sexually abused me. So mm-hmm. I just walked right out of the room, walked straight to the principal's office and said, this kid just told me that I need you to know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, but there's, there's, um, uh, there's safety in numbers. So I like to minister in, in ones or twos at least. I mean, not, not ones yeah. or two, two, twos or threes at least. You get too many people and it gets, it gets messy because you get, you can you can get you can it's better to have like two or three people two or most two people two people maybe pray and then the other ones yeah. intercede you know that's that's mm-hmm. a proper place for intercession they're just saying you know praying yeah. and listening those kinds of things but uh so it, it's good to have uh, more than one person pray mm-hmm. um that's 16 i'm getting close to the end and landing the plane here 17 be naturally supernatural uh you don't have to get weird you don't have yeah. to use 
way religious language. Um, you can use normal language. Um, sometimes um, avoid actions that, that uh, people may interpret as weird or maybe distraction from effective ministry. You can do something that's flamboyant, and I'm telling you, sometimes that will distract from the ministry they're receiving and distract from the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It just does. Mm -hmm. um, um, and we want to, uh, I said, we want to, we want our ministry to be received by many people of different backgrounds. So you kind of have to become mm -hmm. all things to all people. Some people yeah. can, sometimes they can receive certain things. Sometimes they can't. You kind of have to be sensitive to the, what, the, where the person is at and to what the Holy Spirit is doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think yeah. that that's just practical as well, mm -hmm. where it's like, look, you know, it, it's it's being approachable as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing about, mm -hmm. you know, um, respecting their dignity, you know, aware of what's going on, being naturally supernatural. You want to be normal, mm -hmm. you know. Now, if the Lord tells you to spit on somebody, that's a whole different kettle of fish. That's He'll mm -hmm. back that up. But in terms of just being able to minister to people, it's look, you know, mm -hmm. it's just engage with them. They're not a project, they're a person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about, you know, it, it, how do we connect hearts? Like, how do I connect with you in this moment? You mm -hmm. may not be, you may not be comfortable with me praying in tongues, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll do it quietly. You know, I have a very particular way of praying for the sick at times when the, when the glory mm -hmm. of God's moving in the room where I'll yell, like, I will loose and people, I've seen so many miracles come forward out of that, but mm -hmm. I don't always do that. Mm -hmm. I'm aware it's about look it's about being aware mm -hmm. of where the people are at and mm -hmm. Jesus would Jesus ministered in power in the most natural way mm -hmm. that it wasn't the way that he ministered that was the issue it was the power that he was demonstrating Absolutely. and the what he was teaching that offended everybody because he changed he was bringing everybody up to a higher standard but I think that you can pray for people in such a way where it's not unapproachable yeah it's it's interesting how we adopt religious language like, for instance, mm -hmm. even the word, I rebuke you, that people say to demons, that's an yeah. action. That's like, that's like walking up to someone and go, I teach you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said the words, I teach you. What did you teach me? Mm -hmm. Rebuke you is an action. So what you're doing when you're, when you're telling something to leave or be muzzled, that's a language Jesus used about, uh, to, uh, you're, you're, um, you're not saying I rebuke you, you're doing the action mm -hmm. of re rebuking. And so there's a whole... Mm -hmm spectrum around that. So sometimes we pull these religious words out of the Bible and we expect them to work when yeah. they sometimes do. So avoid avoid being religious. Um, bapt yep. uh, be full of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is essential to being effective in kingdom ministry. Okay. Mm -hmm. It says, do not be drunk with wine, but uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The word is pleroo. The word uh, can it's translated to be filled. It means to fill mm -hmm. to the top so that nothing is wanted, uh, full measure, to be filled to the brim. The verb used here is pleruste. It's second person, plural, mm -hmm. present, passive, imperative. Okay, that's that's a lot in there. Okay, so it's second, but it's 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 uh, it's passive, which is kind of interesting. It's like it's like a receiving. Pass imperative is a command. Mm -hmm. So it's it's. Um, I looked it up in this parsing dictionary. So, I know that, but um, so it's it's uh, one way to say it is let yourself be filled. So that's one mm. way of translating that. Um, it mm. was written to the Ephesian Christians who had already received the Holy Spirit. So if he's writing to a group of Christians and he's saying 
be filled with the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be saying that unless you unless it was some kind of an ongoing thing where you could receive more. He would yeah. have said, "Okay, back in this date, you you were filled with the Holy Spirit." Make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's he's writing to a group of Christians and he's saying, "Let yourself be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit." Right? Um, mm-hmm. Ephesians one thirteen says they were marked in Him with the seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. It follows that mm-hmm. Christians who have received the Holy Spirit. Can receive more of them. Like there's an ongoing, 100%. it's like it's an abiding in the vine. Yeah. Are you plugged into the vine? Are you receiving from him? It's not a one-time well, I mean, experience. I was I was baptized mm. in the Holy Spirit in 1987. You know, it's it's it, yeah. it can be a one-time experience, but it's it's more than that. If you get dry, yeah, receive more. Yeah. Does it make sense? It's it's yeah. it's more about being it's an immersion in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you feel and less Ephesians. immersed, you're not as connected with him. Yeah. Connect more with the vine. Yeah. Ephesians 3 talks about being filled with the fullness. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an ongoing thing, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, the, the picture is, you know, the salvation's, you know, akin to the incorruptible seed of God. Mm-hmm. So when you see the Holy Spirit overshadowing Mary and mm-hmm. Jesus is conceived, right, as a mm-hmm. zygote, was he any less, the, was he any less the son of God? No, what happened was he continued to grow and she was being filled with the fullness. It's a prophetic picture of us as believers that when when we are being baptized, we're being filled with Christ. You know, Paul labored over the church that they would be what? That they would be fashioned, that Christ would be fully formed within them. So it's that, like you're saying, Alan, it's that indwelling, it's the continual infilling of the Holy Spirit that continues to sanctify, to grow, to transform to empower it is an ongoing it's not a it's not a one and done thing yeah that's what filled with the fullness looks like yeah so um i think that uh christians who don't understand a lot of the power ministry often are christians who not have not experienced the fullness of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. when i was uh when i grew up in my church in arizona i knew the holy spirit so much so mm-hmm. that I walked into those early vineyard meetings and I could feel his presence and I knew it was the Lord. If, mm-hmm. you've, if you have received the Lord as your Savior, you've experienced the Holy Spirit to some degree because I don't believe you mm-hmm. can become a Christian without him moving on you and you mm-hmm. understanding what it means to be a Christian and you entering in, in some kind of relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. through, through the preaching of the gospel. I mean, I, I think people mm-hmm. need to understand that, but... Um, uh, so I, I think if you're a Christian, you've received at least something. But there's a question of the fullness. Sometimes mm-hmm. the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens all at once when somebody gets saved, and then sometimes it's a second experience. And so yeah. uh, it's important. To, uh, there's things um, you have to be born of water and, and the wind. Unless you're really mm-hmm. immersed in the Holy Spirit, there's certain things that I cannot explain to you because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Um, mm-hmm. In Corinthians, it says combining spirituals with spirituals. The word is mm-hmm. uh, pneumatikos. And so, sometimes it's, trans, it's translated spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. And the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. just there's that connection with him where he combines those things. He, hearing comes out of that. Unction of the Holy Spirit comes out of that. So it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit is key to moving in some of these uh, power gifts. Um I'm going to I'm going to close with a couple things here. Um another one is yep. operating out of a full toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um 
some people, they, they get stuck on, I have one gift. My mm-hmm. gift is, he, is healing and they want to operate in that one gift all the time. Or my gift is this and they want to operate out of that all the time. When the Holy Spirit shows up, it's, uh, you mentioned dancing hand of God. When he's in a room, he can do anything he wants. He can use you to heal. He can use you to um, mm-hmm. prophesy. He can do any of that kind of stuff through anybody he wants. Now, there are, are office gifts, people often who function in a gift, function prophetically, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they move in office of a prophet. That's different. But operate, learn. Mm-hmm. I think I've operated in every single gift. You probably have two out of First Corinthians. Okay, mm-hmm. somebody who's been around for a while, usually that's the case. And so op- mm-hmm. learn how to operate out of a full toolbox so you can show up and the Holy Spirit can do what he wants to do. Don't limit yourself yeah. to one gift. I mean, and, and word of knowledge mm-hmm. has an operation in the prophetic and it has an operation in healing. Mm-hmm. So it's the true. gifts are multifaceted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in terms of, you know, when we're talking, particularly we're talking about, you know, effective prayer ministry and we're really anchoring a lot on healing and mm-hmm. miracles. Well, you've got to, you know, sometimes we, we haven't done a really good job of teaching the difference between gifts of healings, which is a double mm-hmm. plural, and working of miracles. And the gifts of healings is where God enters mm-hmm. into the natural realm and initiates mm-hmm. a quickened supernatural recovery. There's a period of time attached mm-hmm. to it, you know, people are like, well, all of Jesus's miracles were instant. No, that's incorrect. The nobleman's son began to recover at the mm-hmm. seventh hour mm-hmm. when he inquires, right? So that word to recover is to amend over a period of time. Mm-hmm. There is gifts of healings operations in Jesus's ministry. And mm-hmm. so the difference is, you know, working with miracles is when God initiates, he ignores the natural order and initiates an instantaneous miracle of healing. Mm-hmm. And so the only difference between the two is the period of time. And unfortunately, because we are after the instantaneous times, we don't celebrate the progressive. And I think that if, you know, if we're going to be effective in ministering out of a full toolbox, look, some things may take a couple of days to take past. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. I mean, we were ministering in we were ministering in Alabama and I prayed for a lady on the Saturday night. We had a word of knowledge about her knee, prayed for her once. She was missing cartilage out of her knee. And she felt the Lord insert cartilage into her knee on the Saturday night under my hand the second time I prayed for her. But then she came and spoke to me on Sunday and said, and I feel like I woke up with another piece in there today. But there was a, you know, was there an instantaneous release of power? Yes. But was there apparently a progressive? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was. One of the guys I prayed for in the same meeting, he had a severing of his nerves in his ears from an operation. So he had 60% hearing loss. Mm -hmm. I prayed for him and he was like, oh, my ears feel weird. You know what my prayer was, Alan? Good. God, do more weird. That was it. And his ears opened up to the point where his brain, he was getting so much frequency in his ears, his brain was unable to process it and it became overwhelming for him. So it took a process of recovery for that miracle to fully come in. To work itself out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, and like we've talked about it a few times, some healing needs are actually need the discerning of spirits operation because they're spiritual in nature and not just physical issues. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting when you look at, uh, that's a, that would be another, another topic, but I went through the Bible and every prayer that I could find where healing happened or every time, every instance healing happened, I wrote it down. Sometimes mm-hmm. there was healing without prayer, actually quite a few mm-hmm. times the words, and there's no prayer mentioned, but, um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So sometimes, uh, Actually, I'm getting tired, so I can't remember what I'm saying. No, you're good. Um, but um, yeah. So anyway, it's probably time we we land this plane. But um, but uh, um, yeah, I just want to see. I, I feel like God wants to move more. 
And I feel like yeah. he wants his church to operate in maturity in some of these areas. So if you're listening to this, you might need to listen to it more than one time because there's a lot in here. I'm going to, I'll probably make, I'm looking at the time here. It's about two hours. So I'll probably make three or four podcasts out of this. Um, awesome. And then I'll also put it on my YouTube channel. Um, but there's a lot of good things in here. My, my last point is above all else, love. Er, yeah. um, but uh, earnestly desired the greater gifts. And now I will show you a more excellent way. And that way is love. Mm-hmm. So we're supposed to earnestly desire gifts, especially the greatest, greater gifts, the ones that are more effective that the body needs at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and above all, love. Love needs to be the primary focus in how we deal in everything. So I, I, maybe I'll close with that. But um, Awesome. Um, if, you, uh, if you're listening to this, you want to know more, you can uh, contact Daniel. You can contact me. We're willing to work with people, pray with them, disciple mm-hmm. them. We just want to see God move, um, and uh, let's 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 maybe close in prayer. Think, think it'd be good. Awesome. He says awesome. So I'm thinking, okay. So Lord, I ask that you would take these things, even though some of it was a little bit rambling here or there. I know that there's a lot of of, of God principles in these, and Lord, I ask mm-hmm. that you would use them to mature people, and uh, Lord, I ask that your church would move in power because it's it's part of what you have for the church to walk in. So, Lord, I ask that you just move in your name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This is the end of the series, Prayer Ministry Tips, How to Pray for People Effectively in a Ministry Team Setting. If this has blessed you, remember to hit that like button, share on social media. You can find Daniel and send his One Ministries on Facebook. You can find the Wake the Giant broadcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, 